Hi, and welcome to the School Health Educators Podcast, where we discuss health education and how to best teach health ed in the K-12 setting. Welcome to the School Health Educators Podcast where we bring you the latest and most relevant information on health education for your pre-K to 12th grade students. In this introductory episode of the School Health Educators podcast, I'd like to go over some basic information, which will include a description of the podcast, the mission slash vision behind it, norms, just like we have norms in the classroom setting, we're going to have some for this podcast, who I am as the host, what to expect in next episodes, as well as contact information for how you can get more involved. As a health education teacher, you know how important it is to stay up to date on the latest health trends and research. That's where we come in. Over the course of this podcast, expert guests will be featured to share their insights and tips on a variety of topics related to comprehensive health education including skill-based units, social and emotional learning, student-centered teaching techniques, and more. You'll also hear from fellow health education teachers who will share their success stories and best practices in the classroom. Whether you're a new teacher, just starting out, or a seasoned pro, this podcast is for you. We'll provide you with the tools and resources you need to create engaging and effective health education programs for your students. So tune in, learn, and get inspired to make a difference in the lives of your students. And please sign up on your favorite podcast platform to receive updates on when new episodes of the School Health Educators podcast has to release. You can even sign up through the School Health Educators YouTube channel. The mission of the School Health Educators podcast is to provide a positive forum for sharing best practices for pre-K to 12th grade health education teachers. The vision of this podcast is that all school health educators deserve updated information on the best practices for teaching health ed in the classroom setting, and all school health educators deserve a positive space which embraces all health educators and organizations supporting the wellness of children and youth. Now, I've been using the word we throughout this episode so far, in which I want you to understand this podcast is a collaborative effort. That's my goal behind the podcast. I want us to work as a village. So if you want to co-host an episode, I want you to be feeling comfortable to do that. Please reach out to me. If you want to recommend an idea, please do so. Or if you want to create a mini episode, There are some questions I'm going to go over in a moment if you choose to do that. But again, the School Health Educators podcast is about us. It's a we. I want it to be a collaborative effort podcast. So to get more involved, you can email me, Lori Reichel, at schoolhealtheducators at gmail.com. And I'll make sure I put that email address in this episode's description. Now, the mini episodes, this is what I would love to hear from people for sure. 
a mini episode is you basically recording yourself. You can do audio only. If you want to do video and audio, that's fine too. I can put it on the YouTube channel. And for this mini episode, I'd like you to answer these questions. Number one, who are you? Two, why did you choose to teach health education? Three, what is your best or top memory or part of teaching health education? And what is one recommendation you have for our peers? Some norms, very simple norms of the School Health Educators podcast are as follows. Our environment is safe. This is needed for us to feel that we can take risks, be heard, and support each other's success. Another norm is that we support collaboration and we give credit to other professionals upon getting ideas or assistance from them. We support and learn from our mistakes. And we agree to disagree. We have different personalities and we have different experiences. We also have different students that we teach. So one way may not work with a set of students. It's okay that we agree to disagree as long as it's done respectfully. And another norm is that we matter. We as school health educators matter. So you matter. If you're listening to this as you're driving to work, you totally matter. So thanks for doing what you do. Now, who am I, Lori Wright? Well, I got into the field of health education thanks to some people I met when I was a phlebotomist, trained on the job, uh, when I was an undergraduate student and I was studying sociology. I met one patient in particular, Joe, and he had HIV, full-blown AIDS, and something about him intrigued me. He was a patient that I saw him come in and out of the hospital as I was working as an undergrad student there at the hospital. Like Every time he would be in the hospital, I would volunteer to take his blood if I could. Sometimes he would not allow anybody to go to his room, and other times he he did allow people into his room, but he was, he was very angry. And as I was there, and here I am, a 20, 21-year-old person, young person, I saw the progression of how HIV impacted his body. The last time I saw Joe is when he, it was right before he passed. And I walked into his room to take some blood and he didn't even recognize me coming into the room. He actually, it was like he was a child. He was wearing something like a diaper. He had a, I call it a wee-wee pad, but he had like one of those pads to collect this, his food and as well as drool on his chest. He was kind of like just staring at the TV, which was cartoons. Um, it was like he reverted back to being a child. And I realized that HIV impacted his nervous system. And I grew up very quickly from that experience. One thing that really stood out too regarding this patient I called Joe is that when he was in the hospital, I do not recall one visitor. I don't recall seeing one card, one, one balloon, one flower, nothing. And it was if he went through this process alone, except for the people working at the hospital. And I'm so grateful for healthcare workers. 
So upon meeting Joe and recognizing he was passing on eventually, um, very quickly after that last time that I saw him, school health education popped into my head because I, a lot of people thought I'd be great with intervention, like going into medicine, yet my soul told me I wanted to support prevention and intervention and teach how to be empathetic and compassionate to others. Because to me, nobody should have had that experience like Joe did and be alone in that hospital with no friends, no family members there. So after uh, getting more training, I worked in a Catholic school setting on a grant program. And then I worked in a public school settings. This is all in the state of New York. I was a health coordinator in one district in which I was part of the first cohort for the New York State Leadership Institute in New York, phenomenal program, and that was through New York State AFERD. I also was an administrator for some time for health and physical education. During those times, I attended and presented at New York State AFERD numerous times. I remember one session, I had like over 150 people. It was so much fun. I was asked to adjunct to two universities on Long Island. I am honored to say I became the Health Education Teacher of the Year at New York State AFERD in 2007. I was the Eastern Division AFERD person. And then I was Health Education Teacher of the Year at the American Alliance for Health, Physical Education, Recreation, and Dance in 2010. And since then, the name has been changed for this national organization. Again, I was a participant in the first cohort of the New York State Leadership Institute, which focused on coordinated school systems and efforts. And now that's referred to as the whole school, whole community, whole child framework. And then due to so many college students when I was adjuncting, uh, so many students told me I need to be working full time at the university. I went to Texas A&M, worked on my doctorate and started training full time at the university setting in the Midwest, returning to New York State to work at SUNY Cortland, which I love, 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 love. As of 2024, I still present at a variety of state, national, and international conferences. I co-authored a book with a peer of mine who is now retired, Dominic Splendorio. We worked, we did this all actually over the phone or through email. And the book is titled Tools for Teaching Comprehensive Human Sexuality Education, Lessons, Activities, and Teaching Strategies Utilizing the National Sexuality Education Standards. And the standards that are referred to in this book are the first edition of those standards. I've also wrote Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty, Insights from a Nationally Recognized Health Education Expert. And this is where I collected a whole bunch of questions that my students would ask me when I was doing puberty workshops or talking about puberty and other growing up topics in the school health education setting. This book has won a variety of awards, including the Mom's Choice Awards. I created and hosted the Puberty Prof podcast, which has run for three years. And then I developed some discussion cards one set of cards is called the Puberty Chit Chat Cards. I have those in my hands in case you're watching the YouTube video. I also created, with the help of my partner, 
cards to use with younger children, and they're called your Big Kid Now discussion cards. And then I created the Before You Have Sex discussion cards. So I'm very passionate about people talking and practicing communication, effective communication skills, which is why I created those cards. And then two sets of those cards became an app. And so there's the Talk Puberty app, as well as the Talk Before, the letter B, and then the number four sex app. And what's interesting is when people use those apps, they do tell me that it increases their ability to talk with another person on the topic. So it's similar to the discussion cards in which you see a question and you talk about it and you can make fun of the question. It's a cue to action. These cards and the apps are cues to action. Another thing I've done is I have consulted for school districts, including how to make curriculum skill-based in health education. That includes Chicago Public School sexuality lessons. I revised all of their their units for grades K through 12, in which life skills or school health education standards are the base of those units. And I continue to help many of my peers in the field. And I'm now the person behind this podcast. Thanks to my career path, I have been honored to meet numerous professionals, some of which will be guests or hosts of the School Health Educators podcast which brings me to future episodes because they're already recorded and I'm going to make sure they are released approximately every other week. So for this podcast, there may not be a release every week. Anybody that's ever done a podcast, you understand the work that goes behind podcasting. My goal for the podcast, though, is to have an episode released every other week for the whole entire year in which some of the episodes that are already recording and will be released over the next two months include some people I've met in the profession, and that is Deb Tackman. She's going to talk about creating a positive environment. And then we're going to get some advice from folks that have been in the field for a long time, and that is advice with Dr. Gary English, Dr. Daryl Lang, and Dr. Dave Wiley. And then there's an episode focusing on the dimensions of wellness slash health with Andy Milne. And then I'm also hoping to replay some skill-based episodes that were originally recorded from the Puberty Prof podcast. I'll announce those on some Facebook posts when possible. And again, if you can sign up for this podcast so you can get notices of when the new episodes are released, that'd be super duper. So to conclude, my name is Lori Reichel. The mission of this podcast is to provide a positive forum for sharing best practices for pre-K to 12th grade health education teachers. The vision is that all school health educators deserve updated information on the best practices for teaching health ed in the classroom setting, and school health educators deserve a positive space to embrace all educators and organizations supporting the wellness of children and youth. Thank you so much for listening to this initial episode of the School Health Educators Podcast, and please remember to follow this podcast on your favorite podcast platform.
You can connect with me too to get involved in this podcast by sending me an email at schoolhealtheducators at gmail.com or laurierichel at courtland.edu. You can also check out the website. So please do schoolhealtheducators.org or .com. And last but not least, remember that you make a difference. You matter. And thank you so much for what you're doing for children and youth. Stay well, and I'll talk with you soon.